Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Three women who rock California and beyond. We talk with Ramakega this morning. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to uh, talk with you, actually to email with you. We're not going to have phone calls today, but you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. All your questions or comments, and we'll read them on the air. I want to welcome our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all their radio affiliates on the East Coast who will hear this later tonight, and also the Artistic Echoes and Canalside Radio Network in the United Kingdom who will hear us tomorrow, right? as well as everybody here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you have questions or comments for our guests, send them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We're not going to be able to take phone calls today. If you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast, which a lot of you do, or in England, you can still mail questions to our guests and we will forward them on. Speaking of our guests, listening to uh, Ramakega requires kind of a suspension of belief. They transport you to a dreamy, rhythmic world defined by intoxicating music. But their lyrics are not always dreamy or intoxicating. Sometimes they're very real and can be hard-edged, which is what makes this three-sister trio so interesting and I think so poised for even bigger things. The Southern California band is now getting radio airplay in both the U.S. and internationally. They have played in top music venues and festivals and fairs throughout California. They've appeared on television, and they have released their third album, Ramakega, which we now have. Better yet, we have them here with you. Ladies, welcome to Music Friday Live. And I'm getting a little static from somebody. You guys standing too close together? It might be. um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of far from the other two. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Well, speaking of the fact, since there are three of you, we need to introduce you all. Uh, So, um, uh, Kelly, you want you want to uh, uh, to start? Yeah. Say um, your full name and what you play. I'm Kelly uh, Pozon. I play the rhythm guitar. I do lead vocals depending on the song, and sometimes I'll play the keyboard. Okay, Gabriella. I do. I play the drums. I sometimes do backup vocals. Okay. And uh, the third member of the group. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyra Pozon. I'm the bassist, and I do mostly backup vocals. Okay. All right. Now, we, we actually, there's a fourth member of the band, your father, Ray, who's been really instrumental in your <laughs> success. So why don't you tell us about he him and say, how he helped you get a part of the yeah, he, um, are you getting feedback? Go ahead. 
Yeah, so he's um, we would consider him a fourth member of the band, but he does complain we don't let him play. But he does like everything else. <laughs> he'll do everything else. He he drives. He he'll play. He, well, he does change the oil, and um, we have so. Okay. All right. Well, as a, um, we're getting a lot of static and a lot of funny noises, so I'm not quite sure why. I'm going to put uh, Gabby. I think it may be your phone. I'm going to put you uh, on hold for a second. Yeah, it, it, it was Gabby. Gabby, why don't you uh, call back in, and we'll see if it, that fixes it. In the meantime, um, as I indicated earlier, you the band formed in 2007 in Southern California. But you have fans as far away in Australia and uh, England. How did that happen? Well, when we first started out, um, we just did a lot of shows playing around in places. And people who would travel to the events or to the venues that we played at, they would, you know, they would come up to us and they liked our music. How they how it wanted to be played on in Australia, I believe it was one man had showed up to a festival we were doing. I forget which city it was in. But he was from Australia, and he was uh, interested in the music. He asked if he could take some of the albums back to a DJ that he knew. And the next thing we knew or heard about it, we got an email from a female DJ over in Perth, Australia, and she had featured our music on a like a, a women's night music, and that's how that one started getting played there. And there was another gentleman that knew some contacts, with NME in England and he passed on our music to them too so some of it got played on that side and it's really cool though because we only we found out about a lot of these after they've been played or after the fact but it's still nice because now we have fans all over the place well it's also because you have great music and of course this uh, this show will be heard tomorrow in England so may, you may get some more fans there too oh yeah um, that'd be great <laughs> Uh, and speaking of some, of music, we should play some of your music so our audience knows what all the excitement is about. So I want to play a little bit of your song, I Wrote You a Letter. Nothing complex, uh, except the entire song. <laughs> it's like nothing I've ever heard before. Yeah. It's, it's interior. It, it's, it's, 
it's not quite dreamy. It's not quite shoegaze. It's not quite pop. You've managed to blend a lot of genres into a song in which the music gives additional layers of meaning to the words. How, how do you do that? Who writes and who arranges and who leads? Or is this all sort of collaborative? We collaborate. Yeah, we definitely collaborate. Um, it depends. Someone might start for the melody, and we never finish it without going to the other or all of us and sitting down and just saying, does it sound right? Does it anything else to add to it? Have you heard it before? Because we don't, you know, we try not to repeat um, ourselves, and we want to make sure it, we haven't heard it before from anywhere else. But we we normally do write all together, and the inspiration for it, it we get inspiration from a lot of things. So that song in particular, I think it was just for – Oh, what would you say it was just the feeling of it? And I wrote you a letter. It's more of a longing. It's it's funny because we played this song somewhere, and someone said it just sounds so happy. Yet there are, there are words in it that says I want to cry or I want to die, but I feel so happy hearing it. <laughs> and I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how they got that, or but I get it. I think I sort of get it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, your your collaboration uh, obviously um, works very well because, like I said. Your the music, the actual music adds meaning, layers of meaning to the words, and maybe that's what was going on in that fan who said that it sounds happy even though it's got sad, sadness in it. Uh, but I also noticed that that song and much of your songs, uh, recorded songs, sound sort of analog. They sound like an analog live recording, uh, you know, particularly oh, the echo yeah. feeling in your harmonies. The, but the guitar and the bass line, at least in that song, are studio quality, and they're kind of held back really perfect, perfectly, which is not easy to do on stage. Does your dad record oh. you analog, and then you get together and separate harmonies out from the instruments? How do you do that? Yeah. Well, that yeah, that that's credited mostly to him because um, to start off with, he grew up listening to a lot of music, so he has this huge back catalog in his head of what you know, the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, and 70s, and all that music, when we started recording, um, yes, he used analog equipment, and because it just had that, I guess what they call in the studio, that fat sound. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he, for, he said at the time of recording, we're going to just lay down the tracks and do it all together, one take, so you get the urgency. And if one of us messed up, most of the time it was me, but one of us messed up, <laughs> we start from the top just so we can continue that urgency. And then we would just separate, you know, into different rooms and then do our own track. But the mixing, the mastering, that the room you hear the placements in, that's, that's all him. That's, that's all him. I, I was wondering, cause I know you like um, 70s music, Beatles and people like that. Um, mm-hmm. Is Do you really want that analog sound? Is that what you're shooting for? Yeah, I think it is because we we love live sound. We love live performances. We get that, you know, there's orchestration added on top of an album. But um, a lot of feedback from audience and those who actually have our albums and then see us live, a lot of it is, you guys don't sound like your albums. And we would say, well, which do you prefer? Oh, we prefer you live, which is a great thing because basically the album is just a token. It's a memorabilia, but we love it when they prefer to see us live then prefer to hear us only on the album because their live show is not as great. So I think it's, it's a general preference. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you live uh, next week, but we'll talk about that because right now I want to play a little bit more. I want to play some more music, but this one is kind of different, has a different feel to it. This is, it's going to my head. Ooh. 
sound that you talked about. Another love song, but this one sounds unrequited. That one was was that Human Lover. Um, I thought it was. uh, It's going to my head. That sounded like Human Lover. Oh, did my (laughs) engineer hit the right song? Well, let's just check. Okay. Well, you know, every now and then that that happens. Uh, right. um, Not a problem. It's still t- it could still be considered technically an unrecorded love song. It's a love song to humanity, basically. There's worth the love and all this. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's, um, let me talk for a second about uh, it's going to my head, even though we 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 didn't play it. Um, you sing in that. I'm hoping you'd be mine, and not another's instead. And you sing it with a great deal of intensity, but there's no agony in the song. The the love is apparently not returned, and that's important. But there's no trace of pain in the music. Is that what you intended to do to produce a song that comments on lives filled with feeling, but not with emotion? Something in that sense, but I think what came what what happened when we were doing that song is yeah, it's unrequited, and um, that lyric. You know, I hope you're mine instead of somebody else's. It, it must have happened to a couple, like thousands of people, where you do somebody and they don't either they don't notice or they don't know what how they affect you. But it's probably the reason why there may be no agony in it because it's at that point where you just wish the best for them. It may not be you, but you're hoping it's you. That's why it's more of a hopeful song. And you you just you know you leave it up to them. You leave the ball in their court. You don't chase them. But if it's yours, it comes to you. So there's not there should be no agony in it if it's true. Interesting, interesting, uh, which, again, is another reason why you're such an interesting uh, um, band is that you can do things like that. Most most singers, most bands would have put agony into the song. Oh, you can't be mine. My heart's broken. Very, very interesting. Let me just remind people we are talking with Ramakega and you can uh, email them and we have some emails here. But I'll just say it once again, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we go, we go to some of the emails you've been getting here? Um, Selena in Los Angeles uh, <laughs> wants to know if you live together as well as play together. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> we're, we're all sisters, so it's very convenient. We'll see each other. We're like, hey, where are you going? But it's, it's we live together, and it also helps with our songwriting. That way we can always go to each other whenever we need help, and we'll be there. So, yes, we live together. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get an email from somebody saying, do you wear each other's clothes? But we'll wait and see. Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> some of theirs. That's another story. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Marjorie in Tampa wants to know, as you get older, is your music changing? Yeah. Um, different experiences, different um, different things come and and writing the songs down I guess it helps us not only cope with the different situations that we find ourselves in or just inspiration like we said inspiration comes to us from a lot of things so as life goes on as we get older we learn new things hopefully we're getting wiser but even even with that with the lessons we learn in life or we see someone else going through there's a different reaction to it there's a different perspective as we get older so that does change the way we write and I guess it helps inform more um, the lyrics especially so it comes from more of a place of empathy instead of just uh, an outsider 
watching in, I guess. Well, you know, along those lines, I was going to ask you, um, which of you plays the keyboard? Is that you, Kelly? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, the technology uh, attached to pushing keys has, has just exploded over the past few years. Have, have you taken advantage of some of the, the new technologies that are out and added that to your music? I would like to. haven't been able to do it so much. Um, a lot of touring, a lot of playing live shows. Still have to get into the studio to do more, but currently what we would do, there are synths in it, and it's like at that stage where you know you, you do what you can to provide what you believe the song needs, and then, you know, hopefully it goes with it. But with the technology... I wouldn't be against learning, you know, new techniques for it, but there's there's a certain sound we like to the music that we don't want it to overcrowd to where it just becomes the that the that the technology made the music and not the people, I guess. Interesting. Okay, interesting. I know you were at Nam, so obviously you you strolled through the the aisles with all the, the new gadgets. Out there. <laughs> strolled, <laughs> right. walked, crawled, limped. <laughs> it was a long walk. <laughs> I heard it was seven miles, just one way around. I think we walked it. I definitely uh, walked that, throughout two levels twice. Uh, were you? That was at this this past Nam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With with the, I was there too. With 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 the they oh. added a whole new building. For our audience who doesn't know what Nam is, Nam stands for the National Association of Music Merchandisers, and it's the largest music not festival but convention in the world um, of everybody who makes or sells stuff for music and it's about 125,000 people. It takes up the Anaheim (laughs) convention center. And I think it's a mile from one end to the other and four levels. Mm -hmm. And um, it's every gadget in the world, every guitar in the world and every musician in in the world who can beg, borrow, steal a ticket or sneak in is there. (laughs) Yeah, It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, Wiley in San Francisco, um, what would be your favorite place to play in Los Angeles or San Francisco? Hmm. Ooh, we haven't really been to San Francisco much. I think we only visited once, and it is a long drive, so we don't make that travel often. We did play in some places in San Francisco, or at least the San Francisco area. There was the Starry Plow. Um, I don't remember the city it was in. That was actually pretty. Sure. That was a lot of fun. And there was one in Redwood City, but I think it was maybe – Angelica's Bistro, but there was there was a couple of places that we did play, but it was a while ago, and I I can't remember all the names. After Los Angeles, there's you know there is the um, State Filter House, which is you know we're gonna have that one soon. That was that was that one's fun. It's a great setup. It's a nice room. The Roxy was fun. Roxy was definitely fun, and the Ebel Theater. And we also did the um, El Cid too, not too long ago. Oh, okay. I'll say it's uh, a lot of fun, too. The Starry Plaza in Berkeley, incidentally. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's been, right, Berkeley. Been there a few times myself. Um, all right. Rusty in New York City. Um, did your parents give you music lessons or force you to learn music when you were children? Oh, no, they didn't we give music lessons for <laughs> course. No, no um, it was they, more them just influence, influencing us and giving us a good, a good start. Because both of our parents listened to um, both of our parents listened to music similar to each other. So when we were growing up, we would listen to um, all the good oldies classics that our grandparents listened to. But our parents wanted us to go after if we wanted to. 
there was no um there was no forcing. So it was just they encouraged us. They're very big encouragers. Yeah. For piano lessons okay. when um I took it when I was little, this it was just more like they they wanted a having you open to us if we wanted it. Okay. Well, obviously it worked. Uh, Solara in uh, San Diego. Uh, <laughs> uh, does being a band help with boyfriends or does it make it harder? You know, I don't know. I've never thought about it. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Okay, how about this? You're really busy, so there's either time, there's really not time to think about it. There have been cases where, you know, people would approach us or come up to us with that intention in mind, but it's there's got to be a focus for us right now our focus is the music and one day it'll happen when it happens but currently not right now <laughs> okay all right good answer and i assume all three of you agree with that yes yes wholeheartedly <laughs> okay uh well you know that that brings an interesting question to me since you're filipinas and i know from living in singapore that filipino people love music and they produce a whole lot of it um, have you ever thought of trying to book gigs in Manila or Quezon or Singapore where there are lots yeah. of Filipino bands? Yeah, we, we, we have thought about it. The logistics of it is a different thing, but definitely would love to tour, not just there, you know, all over the place, but definitely would love to visit because in the Philippines, we know we have, you know, our parents' extended families and just the city itself. We know they're huge music lovers as well, but, you know, I'm not sure what country doesn't like, you know, music. But we would love to definitely travel there. And I know you mentioned that you lived in Singapore. So that's that's one place we do want to visit as well. I'm not sure we'll be playing so much John Denver, but we're open to stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> For my audience, the John Denver uh, reference is the fact that uh, there are many, many Filipino bands playing in Singapore, particularly in hotel lobbies. And they all at some point get around to doing covers of John Denver songs. It's kind of part of the deal. <laughs> Um, well, wherever you sing, uh, your live audiences love you. At least that's what I'm told, and I can see from the videos. And um, one of the reasons I think you're kind of mixed genre is that uh, I understand that you're pretty good at reading the room and reading audiences and deliver songs that people are uh, comfortable with. Since you've been in music for a dozen years, which is that's a lot of audiences. Have they changed uh, what they want from you? Has that changed over time? Not that they've told us. It's just when we, over the years, they have, they have a cool, well, they've requested more live shows in their areas. But um, as to the performances, we've never had any requests of that sort. Some people will shout out their favorite songs that they've heard of ours over the years. And sometimes because we have written so many songs, when we pull out an old one, they think it's brand new. So it's always something different. And it's it's been a really great um, decade, 11 years. It's been a really great time playing the live shows because it does allow us to interact with the audience. And, yes, gauge the room especially. We, we have this thing where we play to the venue, and we have certain songs that, you know, would fit with certain venues and some that may not. But normally because – we have so many different genres in the songs. We play a whole smorgasbord and those who like one thing can have this. And it's like, technically we like it buffet style. So if you, if you're not into this and you might be into that, so everyone gets a little bit of something and you don't feel left out. Okay. All right. I don't know if I want to describe your music as buffet style, but. Uh... <laughs> I described it. Smorgasbord buffet. Whatever works for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smorgasbord. Uh, you know, 12 years is a long time for a band to stay together. Um, 
Are you still together because you're sisters, or are there multiple reasons? Um, I'm not sure if it's because we're just sisters. I think if we were, well, if we were unrelated, I think what would keep us together more is the purpose of this music and just getting it out there. But it does have to be that singularity of focus because without it, it's going to be, this is not really for the faith of heart. It really requires a lot of hard work and a lot of attention. And first and foremost, it is the music because without it, you know, we would, it would be pointless going out there and playing. But the music for us and the songs and the songs that we get, it's important for us to keep in mind that um, that came first and then everything we do towards it serves that and getting it out there and and just keeping ourselves open to that inspiration as we go along. Again, as we get older, it, it does change a little bit, but I don't think it changes our, um, I think if anything, it might make it more intense and we become more determined as the years go on to stay with it, to stick with it and to, you know, you know, not give up basically. Well, I think one of the reasons that um, your music is so popular is is your such and we have a um, saying around here that uh, lyrics uh, that poetry is not dead. We just call it lyrics now. And <laughs> one of the uh, examples of that is the uh, the song that we played accidentally earlier, right? So I'm I'm going to play it again. This is Human Lover because some of the lyrics in that are really really fascinating. Here we go. My favorite Ramakega song, um, both Thank for the you. poetry of, of the lyrics and the music, and I especially like the drumming in that too. You really hold it just oh, yeah. exactly right. Um, but the, the lyrics in there are really something, and they're really kind of gut punching. Have you seen the sorrows of a million years flash before your eyes? Did it make you smile? Have you drunk the cup of children's tears filling up the banks of the River Nile? Whoa. Um, <laughs> you know, in one song, you're singing about unrequited love and hinting at a feeling uh, with no emotion. And then all of a sudden, the next song, you drop kind of a global lyrical bomb on us. Uh, where did that come from? Really, it's just 
the world around you and you if that in that lyric i guess when you see um or when you hear the million years flashed before your eyes and did it bring a smile there's nothing new that you know hasn't happened already and may not ever happen again but when you when you look back at history you look till now things are repeating either either repeating themselves there really isn't anything new but after all that what has changed is it is it the human nature because human nature hasn't changed i suppose you think that maybe different circumstances you hope that we've become wiser our perspectives and observations have opened up more empathy some have but not all the time and like that song was to reflect you know there's still more things that could be worked on in the world there's still more suffering and you do what you can to you know alleviate that where you can and however little you're able to do or as much as you're able to give to it song human lover it's you know you you love so many things you you champion so many things but at the end of the day you have to live with yourself and yourself is your your person your people you are made up of people and the people that come into your life or the people that affect you it's it's their lives too so that song with human lover we human beings are a fascinating species. They really are. And they're capable of so much great things and also some of the not so great things. But deep down you hope the best for them really. So that's a human lover. Um, any uh, further words from the, uh, the your, from the other two girls there, the two women there? Oh yeah, chip in, guys. <laughs> sorry, why my habits with the band is the same as it is outside. I'm always her supporter. <laughs> but yeah, we I can agree with I mean we see a lot even in in personal settings, we see things with people we know or just strangers or acquaintances. It is it's more like a life experience and things you learn as you go on. Well, you certainly learned a lot on that one. Um and later on in the song you sing you sing about a trap that you that uh you make yourself. Um what what is that? That one, I suppose, would be in reference to you could set yourself up or sabotage yourself. You have so much good intentions, but you're really not looking at the heart of a thing. You have so many things you believe it should be this way without seeing the truth of how it's supposed to, I guess, exist on of itself on its own. I don't know, I, I'm not quite sure how to express it myself, but there's there's good intentions. There is, you know the intention to make things right, but then there's the there's just the right way. And it's not your right way or your it's my right way, it's the right way. And it's hard to find that sometimes. And so you set yourself you know, up for a trap when you, you you didn't mean to. Well it's as part of that trap, or, or maybe it's not, um you ask in the song, what will it take for the world to live together? And then you answer the question with the whole concept of human lover. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, uh, are you as Asian American women out there in music and successful, are you part of the answer? Are you part of the antidote to the, the birds of prey that you sing about? I don't know if we're part of the antidote. I mean, it's, it's, it is an uphill battle for us. Not only are we women in this music industry, but we're also Asian women. And not just any Asian woman, we're the we're Filipino Asian women, so not even the majority Asian. So it's like lower and lower down the pole. <laughs> it is really difficult. But I, um, I don't know way. if you'd say we were. I don't know if they would say that we're the answer to it, but we would definitely love to be a part of you know the bigger picture. Whatever you know, whatever contribution we can make to it, that would that would be great. And if somehow, some way, somebody 
or it moves them to do what they themselves should be doing in life, then that's that's one job accomplished, and we just keep going, hoping to affect more and inspire more. But, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we just hope to help along. Okay. Well, I, I think that maybe that there is uh, some glimmers there. We, we saw black pink and perfume um, at uh, Coachella. Um, mm-hmm. The slants won at the Supreme Court to get a copyright for their name, you know. So um, uh-huh. maybe there is some progress there. Uh, let's go back to the music. Um, another song that I don't know. Maybe it's about your future. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> coming along the way I guess that's what makes it more interesting and it's meant to um, I guess toughen us up along the way but the road ahead it's it's been for us I think it's been pretty clear wouldn't you say guys that it's it's where it's just one goal of getting that music out there and sharing it with the rest of the world as much as possible and hopefully we'll get that opportunity to do so um, even in person and that roller coaster ride song that was just meant to you know life is a roller coaster ride you can either choose to enjoy it or you know <laughs> you're going to be the ones that probably wobble off and <laughs> up on the outside afterwards if you've got motion sickness but you know it's meant to be fun it's meant to be an experience any other comments <laughs> well basically it is it is just that goal ahead i mean we've had some roadblocks i mean of course because we're women but I think it was more just a lot of determination, obviously, hard work. And I think it helps a lot that we have each other to support because if we were friends, I guess it would be different. But as sisters, we not only live together, we grew up together. But I think for all of us, I can say that it is easier as sisters because then we know what each other's going through. And that means a lot to each other. All right. Well, let me ask you a last question. 
if you could walk into the studio tomorrow with your the three sisters and your dad and say, I have a big surprise about our music, what would you want to be able to say? We have a whole lot more to record. <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we start? I know a lot of um, our fans have music they only hear live and they want to be recorded, but it's, you know, there's a queue. There's a there's a wait list literally for the songs that we've written, and it it does take time. And we thank so much of our fans for just hanging in there with us over these years. Um, they've been so patient and they're really supportive. We you know we love our fans. They show up to the shows. They'll show up to multiple shows, and they still sing along to the call out their favorites. And and even if we haven't seen them personally um, for some years, when we come back to the area, they still remember us, and that surprises us because. How long have you not seen us? You still recognize us by face or by song, and it's it's humbling, really. And we really appreciate that from all of them. And it's great to make new fans too. But they love the songs, and that's important for us. That they like not just the band, that's one thing, but that they like what we put out because the songs is what will outlive us when we're gone. And if you can remember that, then you can pass it down to your child, to your children, and then they'll grow up with that too. And hopefully, we'll have the same effect that we've been affected with listening to music from the past as well. And it's just, you know, the circle of life goes on basically. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts? No, just basically that. We do want to mention though, that we'll see you next week at that show. So if anyone's in the That's... area of LA, we have that show at state social house on Friday. It's April 26th. It's a free show. We invite everyone to come out. Starts at eight. We're going on later around ten forty-five. But yeah. Okay. Well, I will be there. And um, I, I, you know, if if um, I could say what I would love that surprise to be, I'd love to to see that uh, uh, you headline at the Hollywood Bowl and then the following week at the O2 in London. But we have to wait a while for that. If uh, you have to get we're past gonna, the social, we're gonna keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, since we're almost out of time, where do people go to get your music? They well, can you can go. find our albums online as well. Um, there's iTunes, Spotify. Um, our third album, it can only be gotten in person, but you can listen to it on SoundCloud. Okay. All right. And uh, the your, and your website is uh, ramakega.com. That is yeah. R. A M E K E G A dot com, and uh, I yes. want to thank the three of you so much for for getting together and taking the time to talk with us today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for thank having you us. For having us. Thank it's you. been a lot of fun. Ramakega, three women who produce music like you have never heard, and like we say, if you're in the L.A. area. You should you should hear them live next Friday night at Hollywood State Social House. Follow them at ramakega.com and all social uh, sites and uh, listen to their music, download their music, buy their music. They are really something. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, or you can get us on iTunes, too. Tune in next week when we talk with the great Sarah Burton. 
set reminders in your calendar, follow our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and you'll get updates on that. And thank you so much for spending your Friday with us right here at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Hepernan, wishing you a great musical weekend. And I'm going to leave you with some more of the great Ramakega music. This is I Shouted at the Sun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.